Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings to you. It's the peanut M&M edition of The Ride Home. I came into the studio, and John had this gift for me. It was like... it. I would rather have gotten what I got, which were the peanut M&Ms, yeah. than like a Tiffany watch. What? Who doesn't love a peanut M&M? They are so... And I feel like they're nutritious. They're not. No, I think they are. <laughs> That's just, There's protein in there. You're just dreaming. There's protein. It's not like there's protein in a Milky Way. Oh, I'm sure. No, I, I probably think they're the two. I think Milky Way might have more. More protein? Yeah. No, there's no nut in Milky Way. More healthiness. What? Why? Because of the, the, the nougat. nougat. Do yeah. you think nougat's healthy? Nougat's healthy. Yeah, right. Probably. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably approved by the FDA. It's probably enriched. The CDC approves of the Milky Way probably. <laughs> It's like all the stuff that Procter & Gamble puts in their cereal. Yeah, no, and, General Mills. And Does Procter nice. & Gamble make cereal? No, Procter & Gamble makes like board games. No, they make laundry detergent. <laughs> board games? They do. Procter & Milton make- Bradley. Oh, <laughs> what? What? I think you're right. Holy moly. People are not going to trust anything we say today. Nothing. Oh, gosh. I don't know if that'll make it different than mm. the other days. But. but I'm just saying, don't you like like a mid-afternoon snack? Do you know me? Mm. Look, I had about 60 pumpkin seeds. Right. That, that's very healthy. They're very delicious. Mm-hmm, they are. I mean, they're pretty high in sodium. I don't know if they're like super nutritious. I mean, they're but... fine, but it's not a peanut M&M. No, it's not a peanut You're M&M. Give them your choice. You just tell your kids, hey, you want a pumpkin seed or a peanut M&M? You know what? I've been hit- hitting real hard, mm. like way too hard. The dark chocolate covered pretzels from Trader Joe's. Oh, oh! You guys, mm, really? I've had a lot of dark. Mm. I've had a lot, a lot of dark chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah. Different brands, none are anywhere close to Trader Joe's. No kidding, I haven't tried they, them. It it is a perfect. It is the perfect like give and take between the salt. kind of sweetness, not too much, but the kind of sweetness of the dark mm. chocolate and the salt of the pretzel. Very nice. Mm. Are they great? A dark chocolate pretzel from Trader Joe's. Oh, my gosh. I don't go to Trader Joe's much. That's sad for yeah, me. I just don't. I don't know why. I, know. I, th- I think you should change that only because right. I want you to be happy. Yeah, it's a little, I don't know. It's a little she-she. I'm just saying. It's a little she-she for oh, me. Oh, for heaven's sake. Don't you think it is? No. It's a little she-she. Trader Joe's is she-she? It's in Shadyside. Mine isn't in Shady Side. Mine's on McKnight Road. Okay, I guess I'm not the. I don't know. I not just kind of feel she. think that McKnight Road she. You know what I go? That. I go to uh, Trader Joe's for flowers. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful, beautiful flowers, and fairly, you know, in these even in this day and age, fairly affordable, and not that she. How about nuts? How about chocolate? Yeah. The first chocolate. time I walked in there, the chocolate. I'd section. never been in a Trader Joe's before, and I was kind of looking around, kind of in a confused way. And this woman who worked there came up and said, "Have you ever been here before?" I said, no. And she said, we have health food and chocolate. <laughs> All right. Very nice. I think I like it here. Hey, how's the news today? Uh, it's, uh, well, you know. All right. 
you know. It's not, I was going to say it's good, but it's really not all that good. Okay. Some of it is. All right, Kath, as we always do, you kick off the show with the uh, top news stories of the day. So without further ado, give us the top four at four. For Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, I give you number one. Chinese tennis star Peng Shuai has given her first sit-down interview since disappearing from public view for weeks after making public allegation that a former top-ranked Communist Party official pressured her into having sex. According to The Guardian, a Chinese Olympic official was in the room and translated the conversation with Peng. As you might remember, her initial social media post, John, was deleted like within 20 minutes, and then she disappeared. No one knew where she was. And then she reappeared, but only in photo ops arranged by Chinese officials. Worries about her, of course, led to a global outpouring of fear for her safety, including from the uh, Tennis Association. I forget what the ITA, I guess is what it's called, International Tennis Association. Um, one of the journalists for the French publication L'Equipe, uh, who conducted the interview, said that the carefully controlled conversation did not answer questions about whether she can speak her mind or move freely. In the interview, though, she denied she had been sexually assaulted and said the social media post which triggered the controversy had been misunderstood. She called it, John, an enormous misunderstanding from the outside world. Right, as a gun was held to her Yeah, head. exactly. The French journalist who interviewed Peng said that China's intent was clear to him, quote, by granting the interview as Beijing is hosting the Winter Olympics, Chinese officials hope to put the controversy to rest so it doesn't overshadow the event. Right. During our 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about oppression and the Olympics. It's a a preview of that. Number two. The White House, John, has approved a Pentagon plan for U.S. troops in Poland to help thousands of Americans likely to to flee Ukraine if Russia attacks as the Biden administration tries to avoid what the heck happened when we were leaving Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Let's not repeat that again. According to the Wall Street Journal today, some of the 1,700 troops from the 82nd Airborne being deployed to Poland will in coming days begin to set up checkpoints, tent camps, and other temporary facilities inside Poland's border with Ukraine. Um, Guess how many Americans there are in Ukraine right now? 2,000? 30,000. 30,000. 30,000. Really? Yeah. Number three. While federal mask mandates during the pandemic were designed to protect the public, we remember that, right? Mm. A lot of conversation about a mask mandate, like mm. continually for the last two and a half years. They had other unintended outcome, all the litter. Oh. Doesn't that make you oh, sick? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. That's according to a new research study published in the online monthly journal Nature Sustainability, which I don't read regularly, I but that. I ended up on their website today. Uh, Reading here from CBS News, mask litter was nearly non-existent before 2020, but now we know that disposable surgical masks with the ear loops, right, they're bad for animals because they can easily choke or get tangled in them. They can also smother the ground and limit plant life growth that's beneath them. And then masks get into the drains and they can cause blockages and then break down into smaller pieces, which you can drink or eat. Oh, good. Yeah. The ultimate environmental toll occurs when masks turn into microplastics that are smaller than five millimeters in length and can harm aquatic life. Mm-hmm. That's pick me up, isn't it? Thanks for that. I'd like to have another peanut M&M. You said how the news was. Yeah. Number four. Pittsburgh firefighters are no longer required to live within the city limits. I thought maybe this would never happen. This has been a conversation for so long. After an arbitrator stuck, struck down the city's residency requirement, the measure will allow the city's more than 650 uniformed firefighters to live wherever the heck they want. Okay. You might remember that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court nixed a similar residency requirement for Pittsburgh police officers in 2017. And that is your top four. Yeah, four. Very nice. <clears throat> So, what was the name of the magazine? L'Equipe. 
Le Quip. That's mm-hmm. a nice name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is very nice. Do you still uh, subscribe to any magazine? To Le Quip? Yeah. Uh, I subscribe to uh, Country Living, I think. Country Living? I think so. Mm-hmm. It's changed names a couple times. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. <laughs> okay. My sister gets me a gift uh, subscription to a magazine called Garden and Gun. Great, because yeah. I know how important firearms are. Garden and Gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a southern magazine. She okay. lives in the south, so it's something she thinks that I'm interested in. Great. Well, I saw some article in this this edition of whatever this magazine is I get, Country mm-hmm. Something. Yeah. And I went online to look at it. Yeah. And I could not access the article because I was not, quote unquote, a member. And I thought, well, I, I am a member. I, I get the magazine, yeah. right? So I like looked down to see like where I could put my little magazine number in. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. The magazine doesn't make you a member. You have to pay an extra thing to see the actual content online. Or subscribing to the magazine. So there's no point in getting the magazine. The magazine doesn't have really anything in it but oh, ads. It doesn't? And you have to pay more to see the actual – like it'll show you a third of an article or an eighth of an article. And then you have to go online to read the rest. <laughs> Is that a rip? <laughs> That's a rip. Yeah, I saw that uh, today uh, six Jeez. magazines uh, have lost their print edition. Right, they're going to be gone. Like Entertainment Weekly. When's the last time you read Entertainment Weekly? That's kind of like a precursor to like People Magazine or something, isn't it? Which I only uh, allow myself to buy if I'm yeah. going on a long airplane right. flight. The, people, uh, the Spanish edition of People Magazine is going away as well. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, it's just the, the print. But not Garden and Gun. No, because we're still getting that at the hall residence. We sure are. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Do you know the names Edith and Francis Schaefer? LeBray? Their ministry was a, a major influence for many Americans over decades. We'll talk about that and their children's ministry next. 101.5 WORD. Once I figured out, you know, it was a little boy, then I heard his heart beat like I just cried. You guys helped me make my mind up. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. By now, you've heard us talk about MyPillow. And now Mike has just announced that our listeners will receive one of his books, What Are the Odds, From Crack Addict to CEO, absolutely free with any purchase using your promo code. It's a great time to buy his warm and wonderful My Slippers. They're designed to wear indoors and outdoors all day long, made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 50% off his My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use the promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including some overstock products, such as individual towels, blankets, comforters, and so much more. From crack addict to CEO, free with any purchase. Call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Is something missing in your life? There might just be an empty space that only Jesus Christ can fill. Join us for what God is doing at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown. By the way, getting here for Sunday worship at 1045 isn't so hard. Parking is available at the Mellon Square Garage or the garages on Oliver Avenue behind the church. Come for worship, then stay and get to know downtown. God has blessed us to bless this great city. 
Go to mako.com for an online estimate today. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from Nitsa and the Ad Council. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. Children's ministry in churches. I think for a long time, it was in many ways sort of an afterthought that there wasn't a lot of, you know, curriculum that was standardized across denominations. It was kind of catch as catch can. You think? The real teaching goes on for the adults. Yeah. And then the kids just have to be kept quiet. Elsewhere. While the adults learn what they're supposed to learn. I think that is an attitude that a lot of people had. Well, there was a revolution in children's ministry that started not far from Pittsburgh in Grove City. Edith and Francis Schaefer, here to talk to us about that, is Cynthia Fisher. Cynthia and her husband attend Restoration Community Church in St. Louis, where she pilots her curriculum, The Children's Sanctuary. But she wrote a piece we caught our attention, Edith and Francis Schaefer's Ministry to Children. And Cynthia, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So your experience growing up before we start, um, Cindy, talk about what your, like when you were a kid or maybe when you had little kids, what the attitude was toward how they should be schooled or raised. Well, there's a lot there. When I was a kid, I grew up in a family that wasn't Christian, but by the time I was in third grade, um, I think my mom came to faith, and so we started going to church, but I was enrolled in um, uh, vacation Bible school. The Schaefer's never want to call it vacation Bible school. Right. But I was enrolled in this um, at Covenant Presbyterian Church, which um, came after um, the Presbyterian Church that Schaefer um, started or served in St. Louis City, and it later became Covenant Presbyterian Church and moved out into county. And then he had gone on to Labrie, but they had a skeleton of his curriculum that he used, and we had that for two weeks, two half day, two weeks of half days, and it was heavily cognitive, lots of scripture memory. Mm-hmm. Um, for a highly cognitive kid, I just soaked it up, and that was the milieu back then, learning the scripture verses and answering catechism questions. Um, so that was a lot of what we had, which was a, a, you know a subset of what. Schaefer and before him, um, Abraham Latham had created Latham, yeah, Latham. Very good. Okay, so Cynthia, before we get too far afield, I think it's fair to say uh, maybe some of our listeners are not familiar with Francis Schaefer and, and his wife. So could you set this standard for us and, and tell us who Francis Schaefer was? Sure, probably not your best person, but he is extremely well known. He was the forerunner in helping Christians see the impact of modernism in Christianity and in our culture. And um, he believed that children, as children back then and then later adults, just could not defend their faith or understand it or articulate it. And then he, he kind of investigated it as he moved to Europe, saw the impact of modernism and 
cultures not believing in God anymore, and all the impact that was having eroding Christianity in the States, and um, the concept of Christianity in Europe. We've always said Europe kind of is a, is a picture of what America could be. That was kind of one they said back in the, you know, in the 80s. So he and his wife founded Labrie, and there are many Labrie um, fellowship centers throughout the world, but Labrie back then was in Switzerland in their home. And young people were traveling and backpacking through Europe who were kind of looking to find themselves and exploring faith, found themselves at the Schaefer's door, and they were welcomed in. And at night, there were lots of discussions about faith. And from that, Schaefer did a lot of writing. Um, I'm trying to think of some of his famous books. We can look them up here. But um, he did just so much writing about this, and I think he brought these issues into the forefront of of future apologists in the faith. Fabulous. So it's safe to say that he had a major imprint on Christianity in the 20th century. Oh, yeah. He changed, um, yeah, he was a theologian, a professor, a philosopher, and people, you know, he was a good communicator, and um, people listened to what he was writing about, because I don't think, yeah, too many people had been doing that. But I didn't know until reading your article how passionate he was about educating kids and spending time with them. So talk about that. Yes. (laughs) That's the... I graduated from Covenant Theological Seminary out here in St. Louis, and we have the Francis Schaeffer Center. And I think everybody knows about Francis Schaeffer out here, about Labrie and the many books he's written, but they don't know anything about he started his ministry with children. And since I was a beneficiary of that, and since I was at the seminary, I did more research, out came this article. Um, No, people don't know about it. And he... Early in the early years, once they moved to St. Louis, um, they developed more of a curriculum, and they had programs um, similar to maybe a Boy Scouting program that was spiritually based for campers, especially boys. I think he called it Empire Builders. Um, yeah, they had home Bible clubs that occurred once a week in people's homes. At one point, they partnered with Child Evangelism Fellowship. Um so it, so it was a major deal, this sort of incubation of children's ministry. And, and Cynthia, one of the big things is, you know, here we are in the city of Pittsburgh, Grove City, where all this started to take place, is not too far from us. So, you know, and we sort of claim Grove City as part of us, and especially Francis Schaefer in those early days of children's ministry. Exactly. I now have a daughter who lives in the middle of Pennsylvania, and every time I drive by, you know, I think, whoa. This is uh, this is where Schaefer started out. I think he was born in Pennsylvania. And then in my article, I talk about how he moves east to Pittsburgh and works for Abraham Latham, um, the pastor that had actually done some of this work. But Francis Schaefer, um, you know, saw all that and built this ministry called Children for Christ. And so what can we learn from this? Um, talk to us about what is kind of going to open our minds about how maybe we could look at children's ministry in a way that we haven't up to this point. Absolutely. I personally think that children's ministries has um, is no longer in the forefront of our, of our pastors or our church's mind. Um, I think in some cases, children's ministries can be elevated to be like a seeker, if we, a seeker incentive, if we 
do something really attractional for children. The parents will come. Um, but looking at who children are as spiritual beings and how they are with God, um, I think all those things we've sort of lost. And then in sometimes I think we've gone really cognitive with kids. Um, and there's, there's all kinds of curriculum out there you can use, but we can go really cognitive with kids and not, and kind of cut off the part about worship and the heart for children. And Shaper's work doesn't do a lot of that either. It, he's really giving kids lots of tools with memorizing scripture and understanding catechism. But he was, and in great Bible stories, he had, they wrote these out. They wanted teachers to practice them. They demonstrated them for the teachers that were local. Um, yeah, so it wasn't just memory and catechism. They told great Bible stories um, with lots of detail and lots of application. So I guess one of the big differences is, do we even have teachers who pour into their classroom students like people did back in the 50s and 60s? I, you know, I was a children's ministry person. I had a hard time getting volunteers, and sometimes the notion about any warm body is, in a way, what you doing because children's ministry sure. mm-hmm. is big. You can't put little kids in a room and wait for an adult to show up. It's not youth ministries. You need it to have two adults now. Um, and where are the people who are called to work with kids? And I think in a way, some of our pastorates have lost the note, that whole sense of what's going on with the young people in their church, that they're part of the church today, that we need to love them and welcome them. I'm all for intergenerational churches that do that. Um, you know, the denomination that I'm part of, the PCA, the Presbyterian Church in America, which is the, that claim shaper, um, you know, we tend to be pretty cognitive. And there's a high desire for kids to be in the worship service. Um, and all those things are good things, but we need to, in mind, and what I write about and what I talk about is how do we inflate a child's heart towards God? How do we come beside them? Mm-hmm. And you can't pass. Worship has to come from your heart. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. But how do we create space for that? Um, yeah, and stepping back, it starts with who are these children in our midst? Who has God given us here? And what's our responsibility? And what can we learn from them as well? Um, they're more than just a demographic. They're, they're people in our midst, the part of the body of Christ. Yeah, and it's so complex. I mean, Cynthia, when I hear you talk about this, you see all the different moving parts here, and in many ways it's very fragile as well. And then you put, you know, the culture on top of that and uh, children's busyness and social media and whatnot, Um, the intentionality in some ways, and I really get that, and I appreciate, you know, your focus on the intentionality of it, uh, something that's desperately needed in today's church. It absolutely is. We we often say children are the future of the church, and while that's not not true, children are the church today. And as a young person who was, um, in a way, fed on the deep truths of Scripture and memorizing them like I did, I went out in the woods with my dog and cried my head off for my parents' divorce, and I actually recited Scripture verses and, and used those mm. to preach about God's goodness. Wow. And kids can, I think, you know, with all the problems we see in the world and kids needing to get counseling and whatnot, even if that doesn't happen for them, if they know Jesus Christ is their Savior and love Him, He will carry them. Um, 
he will carry them and be them for, be there for them. And I think it's our job to open that door and have open hands and help them access the Jesus we know by treating them with not like adults, but with full respect as co-learners and co-worshippers in the family of God. That's really good. Fabulous. That is really good. Yeah, Cynthia, th- thanks so much. Uh, that's a really good word for us today. I, I really appreciate that and uh, the work of your ministry and uh, your blog, faithpassing.org, uh, a great resource as well for people who are interested and engaged in children's ministry. So, so thanks for your time here today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Our pleasure. That's Cindy Fisher. Interesting to look at Francis Schaefer in a whole different way. You sure look at is. him as like a super intellectual. To think of him talking to like five-year-olds, I love it. Yeah, me too. Faithpassing.org Your life, your hopes, and whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from doing it right. Doing it right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
tonight, we'll see cloudy skies with a couple of snow showers, maybe mixed in with rain early. We'll reach a low of 32. Tomorrow, considerable cloudiness and breezy with a couple of snow showers. Expect a high tomorrow of 36. For Friday, some sunshine, then increasing clouds. It'll be breezy Friday with a high of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. So our our dear Kath is involved in the early, early stages of a home renovation project, which has taken over the entirety of her kitchen, her dining room, her living room. The first floor is in upheaval. I've, I've visited, and believe me, it's a hot mess. So the family, Kath and her husband, they've had to and take... And the two cats. And the two cats. They've had to take to the upper floors of the house, mm-hmm. the second and third floor, mm-hmm. where they're going to live it, for the next... Three months. S- three months. At least three months. So with that, no kitchen, Kath and her husband are cooking now on a hot plate, and they're using an air fryer. Or as my husband calls it, the space egg. Right. I mean, it's not exactly... High cuisine, mm. but you got to eat, so mm-hmm. you're making do, right? Mm-hmm. So how is the hot plate cooking working? Well, it's limited, John. Mm, I would imagine. Mm, yeah. It, like, it takes a little while to heat up, and then once it heats up, it's like on fire. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's a little difficult. Uh, it's electric, of course. Right. And I think the biggest problem that needs to be stated off the bat is because it's an old house, we don't have three-prong outlets. <laughs> so we've had to uh, rig up an orange extension cable, heavy-duty extension cable, mm-hmm. and we have to run it from the bedroom where we have the hot plate yeah. and the air fryer into the bathroom <laughs> where we have the you know GFCI thing. So we yeah. have like a... 12-foot orange cable. Right. And only one appliance can be used at a time. <laughs> Which is why, since we're doing the inaugural episode of Hot Plate Specials, um, Eric and I had a fight last night. Oh, you had a fight over the hot plate? He wanted to use the hot plate to uh, warm up his uh, leftover Chinese. Uh-huh. And I wanted to use the air fryer to cook sweet potatoes. <laughs> but there's only one plug. Yeah, right. Why don't you just invest in another, you know, like prong? Well, then we have to rewire the second. Like we're not doing enough work on the house. <laughs> All right. How'd that? How'd the fight end? Uh, I mean, it was it was it ended it ended amicably that we were both a little annoyed. Um, he went down to the basement, three floors down to the basement, and heated up his Chinese in the microwave. There you which go. Which is on his um on his work table, his like what do you call workbench thing? Mm-hmm. And uh, I used the air fryer upstairs. Oh, so he he surrendered. Mm-hmm. He surrendered, and then we we ate at different times. Oh, because you were a little miffed. Mm. Well, no, just because we couldn't make it, you know, it's just too complicated. <laughs> that sounds very, very complicated. This is like day four of the renovation. Actually, that was day three of the renovation. No. Boy, I mean, six weeks into it, you'll be lucky to have be married. Well, stay tuned. All right. The hot plate special at the Emmons house updates uh, as the uh, renovations go on. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back, we're going to talk about kindness kindness as a virtue that's straight ahead we're pittsburgh's christian talk here on the right home hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. w-o-r-d with a special valentine's weekend treat for you happy valentine's day oh, happy valentine's day it's time to feel the love by sending a dedication or request to your sweetheart yeah i'm feeling the love call us now at 1-877-349-1015 
and dedicate a song to your honey. To my husband of 10 years now. To my husband of 13 years. Honey, it's been a great 10 years, and I know it'll be a even greater 10 more years. Then listen for your song and dedication throughout the weekend. Happy Valentine's Day. Call 877-349-1015. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate at windowsrustpittsburgh.com find them at the pittsburgh remodeling expo at heinz field beginning february 11th windowsrustpittsburgh.com my son is in the second grade at our local public school and yet somehow he gets to attend a bible class during his school day because of LifeWise Academy. We're seeing public school students from urban, rural, and suburban communities who have never heard the basic stories of how Jesus came to rescue us. Hey, Word FM listeners. I'm Joel Penton, founder of LifeWise Academy, and we bring Bible education to public school students during the school day. Believe it or not, in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students can actually be released from public school during school hours to receive religious instruction. However, almost no one knows it's possible. LifeWise Academy provides the structure and tools for local communities to put to work. This program is taking off nationwide and our kids' futures are being changed. Would you consider leading the charge to start a LifeWise in your neighborhood school? The first step is to voice your support at LifeWiseAcademy.org. Is your congregation confident when it comes to sharing the faith? Most Christians would like to share their faith but simply don't know how. Lutheran Lay Renewal of America offers a Sharing Your Faith workshop that examines the spiritual and psychological barriers to faith and offers effective ways to open the door to friendly spiritual conversations. Perfect for a Sunday morning Bible class, this one-hour workshop is offered at no cost to any Christian church. To schedule, call 724-287-5151 or visit LutheranRenewal.com. I think we're living in an anti-kindness era. The, the pandemic, as high as our hopes were, as things were being shut down, you know, we as a nation would sort of rally and gather around and, you know, weather this whole thing together. It, it's really sort of split people apart and made people really angry. I mean, you can see it, you know, you're driving uh, on the highway or you're in the grocery store. It feels as though there's this sort of overriding arch of this web of just... People are pretty angry, right? They're just mad. They're harsh. So you and I, as believers in Jesus, what's our role in all this? As we're presenting the light of Christ, hopefully in this world, how do we, in that light, present kindness, not only to those in our own home, but to those strangers that we pass on the highway or in the grocery store aisle? Well, Matt Smethurst is back with us again. Matt is the um, he's the managing editor of the Gospel Coalition, which we love. Also, author of Deacons: How They Serve and Strengthen in the Church. His wife uh, and him they live in Richmond, Virginia, where they're planting River City Baptist Church. And Matt's here to talk to us today about kindness. Hey, Matt, welcome back. How you doing? 
I'm doing good. Thanks for having me back. So this is a harsh time. I'm telling you. I mean, if you're talking about Whoopi Goldberg or you're talking about John MacArthur or Beth Moore or whoever it is, or, you know, when Tish Harrison Warren put out her latest in the New York Times last week, I mean, people just jump all over each other. And I'm not saying those are people outside the church. It's people inside the church. Yeah, folks are on edge. Uh, that has, in one sense, existed ever ever since the fall in Genesis 3. It's an ancient problem. But I think in a uh, social media age, which, uh, which facilitates and favors echo chambers, you know, for for years we, we, we had some of these dynamics with cable news and talk radio, but social media has just sort of poured more fuel on that fire. So you have this perpetual outrage mas- machine where it can seem like the temperature in virtually every conversation and debate, however trivial, is set to like blazing hot. Right. And the on one level, that shouldn't surprise us as Christians. What should surprise us and disturb us is that we are joining in. Um, mm. We are not offering a more excellent way. Right. Okay, so then Matt, talk to us about kindness. What is it about kindness that we need to know that we can sort of make this part of our repertoire, use this in our lives? The most important thing to know about kindness is that it is fundamentally not a human attribute, but a divine one. Scripture is clear, uh, Romans 2, 4, that, that it, it's not, um, you know, God's harshness that leads us to repentance. It's his kindness, or, or we think of, of um, a, a passage like um, Ephesians 2, where Paul's talking about um, how in the coming ages that, that God would, might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus, or, or how Paul introduces the gospel in Titus chapter 3, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared. So first and foremost, kindness is a, a, at the heart of God, mm-hmm. and as his people, we are called to emulate him. Some of God's attributes are what are called incommunicable, meaning they, you know, like God's um, omnipresence and omnipotence, things that we, of course, as humans do not share. But there are also communicable attributes of God, those attributes that we are meant to emulate and live into, and kindness is one of those. And so to the degree that a Christian or a church um, is close to the heart of God, they will embody kindness in a very unkind age. If you're close to the heart of God, you will embody kindness. What if you, right. what if well, you it, don't? Yeah, that, one, that begs the question, right? What if you don't? Right. What if we're not? And I'm not trying to point the finger at, you know, who's, whoever it is online. I'm thinking about myself. If we find that we're not being kind to the people we live with or the people we work with or the people we comment on online, what, what does that tell us? It tells us that we need the one who is supremely kind. So it's, a, it's yet another reminder that we are not God and that we need God to make us more like himself. Now, one of the problems, John and Kathy, I think, is that sometimes we, um, we're, we're, we're very, in our pride, we're very sensitive to other people's unkindness but we're very uh, oh, we're very insensitive yeah. to our own, exactly. Um, and because when when we're being unkind, well, you know, I'm just a truth teller. Well, the Bible, to speak of a related virtue, it, the Bible never says speaking the truth is love. 
The Bible says we must be speaking the truth in love, which means that the manner, the way we go about it matters, um, not just the message. There's a wrong way to be right. Right. Hmm. So be kind to one another. Oh, there's a, I really like that. There's a wrong way to be right. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference, isn't it, Matt, between knowledge and wisdom? Right. There's a leap there. You, you can be right, but if you're right in the wrong way, then your rightness falls apart. Right. I think there's a perspective out there today that basically views kindness as a form of weakness mm-hmm. or cowardice, uh, even within Christian circles. Right. Uh, you know, we, we, we don't we don't want uh, the, the tone police. We don't want people just constantly talking about our approach and our tone. We need to focus on truth, to which I say, yes, we ought to focus on truth. But kindness is not weakness. Kindness is channeled strength. In other words, it takes another fruit of the spirit, uh, self-control, in order to harness the the things you may be feeling and channel them in a direction that is kind. Um, and so how dare we lower the stakes when the Bible says that kindness is a fruit of the third person of the eternal trinity um, and something that was embodied by our very Lord and Savior. Uh, so it, it, it's going to be a community project, but it's something, it, it's what an opportunity, John and Kathy, in this age of outrage in this age of unkindness and pettiness and suspicion, what an opportunity for the Church of Jesus Christ to stand out and shine, perhaps as never before, precisely because we refuse to take our cues from the world. Mm-hmm. We're talking from the Bible, from the Gospel Coalition, Matt Smithhurst. Uh, so, Matt, you in your own in your own life, I mean, you know, like everybody else, right? There, there are moments where you want to lash out or whatever, and. Do you have a catch? Do you have a um, something that pulls you back into yourself where you become right again? Is there, you know, I'm not asking for a trick or something like that, but is there a shortcut that brings you back into a kindness when you're not? Uh, worst case scenario, yeah. a uh, is would be that my pride uh, keeps me from being unkind. So there are moments where I am, you know, tempted to be unkind, but uh, the thing that sort of holding me back is, you know, some kind of fear of man. But best case scenario, it's that the Holy Spirit within me is alerting me, reminding me that, uh, you know, the the person with whom I may be disagreeing, the person who might drive me crazy and just make me cringe every time I see their face pop up on a social media timeline, that, that, um, you know, I think it was Charles Spurgeon who once said, if if our, if our critics, um, if, if, if our critics really knew us, then they would only have more to criticize. Mm. <laughs> in fact, if, if they, could, if they wow. could look into our hearts, they would only find more material. So that, in my best moments, keeps mm. me grounded and humble. Yeah, that's that is a, a really outstanding way of looking at the world because our initial impulse, especially when it's somebody who's honest, whether you know an email online or whatever, is, you know what, you don't know anything about me. You know, you're so disappointed in what I said last Tuesday, and you don't know anything. And by saying you don't know anything about me, what I'm saying is I'm a lot better than you think I am. But your take is that it should be the opposite. Right. There's a sense in which we should be surprised that we are not the object of of, uh, more more criticism. Yeah, That's really healthy. 
So, Matt, it's yeah. interesting, you know, to think about kindness. And, you know, you just recently uh, released a book, Deacons, How They Serve and Strengthen the Church. From my perspective, you know, being in the church for a long time, when I look at the deacons, I always kind of think that's the squad of kindness. You know, people who are deacons, they're, they're, their spiritual gifts are different than a lot of people's. I mean, when you, when you were writing about deacons, did you find that to be true? It depends on which pastor you're talking to. <laughs> so, oh, wait, that's interesting. What does that mean? Uh, it, well, I just mean, you know, um, deacons can sometimes be um, really difficult for pastors. And so one of, one of you know, uh, and kind of think that it's their job to keep the pastor in check and hold his feet to the fire. Oh. Of course, that's in unhealthy situations. Yeah. But yeah, there's a whole chapter in that deacons book that I devoted to just telling true stories. Can, I canvassed friends pastor friends from around the world, and I just told true vignettes about deacons serving faithfully um, and well for the good of churches, and yeah, so much of that is the expression of kindness, and mm-hmm. I have a new book coming out called Before You Share Your Faith, Five Ways to Be Evangelism Ready, and one of the, mm-hmm. one of the notes I really sound in that book is, yeah, in a, in a countercultural age, we must have, uh, um, we must have a, a countercultural Tone, or I should say, in an, in an age of outrage, um, it, we we must have a countercultural um, kindness. And I just think of Colossians three twelve, for example. God says, there, uh, or Paul says, therefore, as God's chosen people, clothe yourselves with kindness. kindness. How many of us go about our days naked <laughs> in light of that verse? I mean, we are supposed to clothe ourselves with the kindness of God in Christ. Yeah. That's very good. Boy, that's really... I appreciate that, Matt. And I feel like, gosh, do we need that? I mean... I, yes. It's just... The, so harsh out yeah, there. Yeah, it's so, it's so harsh. I mean... I, we have to open social media on a daily basis because it's part of our job. And sometimes I hit that Twitter button and I think, oh, gosh. Yeah. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. Well, kindness doesn't get retweets. Yeah. And, and so there, there's no worldly incentive to be kind. If you want to build a platform... Uh, kindness is not going to generate it for you. Yeah. But, um, you know, c- kindness is what will matter on the final day, and it's what matters to the one whose opinion ultimately counts. Yeah, and it's the thing that keeps us healthy, too. I mean, the rest of it's just corrosive. Good Matt, on. thanks for being here today. Yeah. Hey, Matt, before you leave us, t- talk to us for a second about the Gospel Coalition. Uh, well, some people think we're kind, and others. Some people think we're too kind, and others think that we're jerks. So. Oh, it's the age we live in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're we're yeah. Do you mean? Do you want me to say what the gospel coalition yeah. is? Yeah. If people don't know, you know, they can go and find out. And but you, you tell us. Yeah, the the gospel coalition is a um, a ministry that seeks to root the modern church in the ancient gospel, and it does that by providing resources to equip ordinary Christians and church leaders, and that invo- that includes conferences and events, that includes a website with daily articles and book reviews and videos and podcasts, and, um, and, and other free resources like courses and essays and all the rest. So you can go to thegospelcoalition.org and, and become more equipped, Lord willing, uh, to glorify God by being kind. Very good. Well, Matt, thanks an awful lot. Thanks for your kindness to be here today. Uh, you join us always, and you give us some wisdom to, to chew on and uh, hopefully to put into practice. Matt Smethers from the Gospel Coalition talking about kindness. 
We'll take a quick break. Coming up next, it's National Pizza Day. Oh. Speaking of uh, social media, I have the post out there right now. We're taking your nominations for Best Pie in Pittsburgh. I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck. Hi there, it's me, Marsha, at the Spring House. Don't you just love an old-fashioned love song like that? We sure do love old-fashioned at the Spring House, too. Old-fashioned values, well-loved antiques, and old-time family recipes. So that's exactly what we'll be cooking for you and your sweetheart on the upcoming Valentine's Day Sweetheart Dinner. Grilled marinated flank steak, celebration chicken romano, pearls cheesy potatoes, buttered steamed green beans, reunion salad, your choice of a from scratch dessert, Bev's brown rolls, and pink lemonade. How's that sound for old-fashioned goodness? We'll light the candles and serve you on China as you enjoy live music by beloved local musician Bob Podish. Call 724-228-3339 to reserve your seat or go to springhousemarket.com for details. My grandma makes fried chicken that is simply the world's best. But sometimes she'll say, "Uh, I didn't get that batch just perfect. To me, a little bit less than the world's best still tastes like the world's best. It's Ryan. And that's kind of how I feel about all this interest rate hubbub right now. The internet wants to make it feel like the sky is falling. And sure, rates might come up a bit this year. But a small move up from historically the lowest the world has ever seen is still some tasty fried chicken. I worked with a radio listener this week and gave him five different refinance and cash out refinance options. Because rates were still great and because home values have gone sky high, he was able to pull out a significant amount of cash from his home and his mortgage payment and years on the loan didn't change at all. They're going to use the cash to pay off some debt, take a special vacation, and save the rest for peace in their brains. If you're curious what your specific options would be, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. National Pizza Day. I think it should be National Holiday. National Pizza Day. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think our commitment to the art form is such that we could honor it with a day off for all people. I agree 100%. Do you like a calzone? Yes. Which is kind of like a pizza. It's it's like inverted. Right. It's shaped differently, but I honor it. I love a calzone. Do you? You like that better than a pizza? No. Okay. I mean, I I love a calzone because it's a knife and a fork, and then there's like a side bowl of sauce. The dipping thing. You're into the dip. You love you love yourself a dip. Give me the dip there. You know, it just I don't know. But pizza. Okay, if you were going to go right now, Mm -hmm. let's go out and get a pizza right now. Anywhere you want to go. Where are you going? Probably Pizza Italia Bloomfield. 
Oh, those are your guys. How are they doing? They had a fire. They're doing well. They're doing. I mean, they're still working. They're still working on their location on Liberty. Okay. They're still back on Juniper. But they're still. They survived the fire. Yep. Very nice. Pizza Italia and Bloomfield. Yep. I'm going to, of course, Minio's in Squirrel Hill. Hundred <laughs> percent. Right. How could you argue with that? Right. Of course. I mean, even in the despair of the pandemic, I'm going in there and mm-hmm. just give me that. Give sure me you are. Pizza. Yeah. Christy, where are you going? Probably Fiori's. Oh. Fiori's on West in Liberty Dormont. Avenue. Um. That one or the one in McMurray. Either, okay. Either or. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of I mean, calzones, I had a calzone of Fiori's one time. Seriously, it was the size of a bowling ball. It was fabulous. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're if you're uh, picking another one, say uh, that first location is closed, or you want to sample something different, where are you going next? Well, I know this is a little controversial for some people. I'm get, I'm getting myself a Vinny pie. Oh, oh, the original yeah. on Ardmore Boulevard. Because I like myself okay. some grease. That's good. Okay, great. The Vinny pie? Yeah. I mean, holy smokes. It's been around forever. My grandma used to say, he used to throw that pie up in, in the air and the paint chips would come down from the ceiling. He would just put it back in there. And the cigarette ash? I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, Vinny. <laughs> sure. Christy? Uh, Milano's. Milano's? Milano's. There's one down on Fifth Ave. There's actually a few that... Few locations, and there's one in Robinson. Really? Okay, yeah. I don't. I'm not. I don't know Milano's. Nice. So good. Um, I think I'd probably say Belisario's, uh-huh. which is in uh, Hampton Township mm-hmm. or Allison Park area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, their buffalo chicken pizza is super delicious. Oh, you and uh, Mike, right? Is that your place, Mike uh, McAdams? Oh yes, he likes Belisario's yeah, a lot yeah, too. He, he yeah, he, yeah. And uh, if you were going to go to your to next. To, where my, we, uh-huh. to next, what, uh-huh. like third string? Uh huh. That's not third string. It's just you might want a different thing. Um, boy, boy, third string. Well, if I'm going to do third string, I, I know this is. I'm a, I'm doing like a at home frozen pizza. Oh come I on, John! I am. I am. Listen, there's a comfort level Get to a. Fr- out. No, no, no. That look no. like on a cold, snowy out. night. You go. I don't feel like going out. What do I have in the freezer? I've got myself a. Fr- and Never. No, no. That, there's I'm no place you. for it. And what I even go further for nostalgia. I'm doing the old Chef Boyardee. No, no you're oh, not. Oh, I am. I doing am. the Chef no. Boyardee. Yes, I am. John. Give me that. John. That's kind of weird. It's funky. And it makes you feel like you're 12. Yeah. No. What's wrong with the Chef you Boyardee? You can't. You can't. When it's fun. Are, it's like a family project. Because when there are people like Minios who have made it into an art form, you're like, I feel like you're dragging it through the dust, I don't have John. to be Van Gogh. I'm doing I'm like one of those ladies at the paint night thing. That's what I'm doing. Christy Third, where are you going? Um, so it's a little bit of a drive, but Doughwood Fired Pizza in Irwin. Oh. I, you know, we heard about them on National Pizza Day last year. Oh. It's good. Is that thin crust? Uh, no, because it's, you know, it's in the fire. So oh, it gets, of like, course it gets all thin. It's, and it's, yeah. like, it's like big bubbles in yep. it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love those big I bubbles. But I like a thin crust best. Yeah, I like thin crust. Yeah. Chef Bernardi. <laughs> That's not crust. That's not crust. Um, I'm going to talk about Vincent's and Green Tree. Oh, right that's here, fabulous. right yeah. in our neighborhood. Very nice. Their uh, Thomasine's Mediterranean salad mm. is delicious, mm-hmm. and their Bianco pizza, which is white garlic olive oil, bring it. Very nice. We should have like you know the John and Kathy uh, pizza. Someone should sponsor the show. Exactly. That, uh, yes. That'd be fabulous. We'd welcome anybody. Hey, yeah. listen, go on. No, uh, not anybody. Find us. Find us on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Look at our post on National Pizza Day and enter your favorite pie there, so that we can all learn and grow. Yeah. Also on Twitter, uh, both John and I are on Twitter, and I've posted the uh, National Pizza Day thing. Looking for feedback there too. Tell us a pizza place we don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Some place we have to visit. Wouldn't What's be- that place in Irwin? 
dough wood fired pizza. Dough yeah. wood. Very dough, 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 dough yeah. wood fired pizza. Yep. Excellent. Take a break. Is that? Are we done for the hour? Yeah, that was fast. It flew by. It was a kind hour, wasn't it? I feel so like you guys beat me up with about Chef Heck. One hundred one point five WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying "Play the Word Pittsburgh," and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Britain's top envoy is heading to Moscow to try to defuse tensions over the Ukraine crisis. Britain's Foreign Minister Liz Truss says that a Russian invasion of Ukraine would bring massive consequences for all involved. Ahead of her trip to Moscow, Truss said she encouraged Russia to choose the path of diplomacy. The foreign minister's visit will be the first to Moscow by the UK's top envoy in more than four years. Russia has massed over 100,000 troops near Ukraine's border and has launched military manoeuvres in the region. However, it says it has no plans to invade its neighbour. I'm Karen Chamas. Some Democratic senators calling for suspending the federal gas tax for the remainder of the year to help consumers struggling with rising fuel prices. The bill facing an uphill fight to become law. The federal gas tax has been 18.4 cents per gallon since 1993. This is SRN News. If you owe $27 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, what would you need to do? Well, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $27 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. It doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are lower or later when rates are much higher? Now, whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide called You and Your Taxes to help you determine what's best for you. To get your copy of You and Your Taxes, call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Get this free guide from Kirk Kenotic and Accurate Solutions Group now. Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Our firm may not give tax advice. By now, you've heard us talk about MyPillow. And now Mike has just announced that our listeners will receive one of his books, What Are the Odds, From Crack Addict to CEO, absolutely free with any purchase using your promo code. It's a great time to buy his warm and wonderful My Slippers. They're designed to wear indoors and outdoors all day long. Made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 50% off his MySlippers. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square and use the promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including some overstock products such as individual towels, blankets, comforters and so much more. From crack addict to CEO, free with any purchase. Call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dynavite. 
D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dynavite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dynavite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dynavite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. For tonight, we'll see cloudy skies with a couple of snow showers, maybe mixed in with rain early. We'll reach a low of 32. Tomorrow, considerable cloudiness and breezy with a couple of snow showers. Expect a high tomorrow of 36. For Friday, some sunshine, then increasing clouds. It'll be breezy Friday with a high of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. Look, it's uh, four minutes past the five o'clock hour. I-, I can't tell you how excited I am when it's, it's light five up. o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it's, cl- it's close to six o'clock, and there's mm-hmm. still some measurable amount of light as the day goes on. So We're moving in the right direction, oh, John. Just love it. It's the best time of year because... There's all this hope in the air. Ah, springtime is upon us. That's good. Okay, uh, Huntington, West Virginia is uh, in the news today. Do you know this? Yes, I did. I read the story. Okay, so um, today in Huntington, West Virginia, uh, the school there, Huntington High School, there was a a Christian revival scheduled. And um, the story in the AP, which I'm reading from, that says that students were told in between classes, between calculus and European history, they were told to go to the um, auditorium where there would be an evangelical Christian revival assembly. When students arrived at the event in the school's auditorium, they were instructed to close their eyes and raise their arms in prayer. The teens were asked to give their lives over to Jesus to find purpose and salvation, and those who did not follow the Bible would go to hell when they died, they were told. Uh, This is interesting. Um, So anyway... There was a walkout. The students staged a walkout. A thousand students who attend the school uh, stood up. Um, and other a thousand students, a hundred students, forgive me, a hundred students left their classrooms chanting, "Separate the church and state, my faith, my choice." Now, uh, of course, um, as you might imagine, uh, parents got involved. Uh, the the press showed up. I don't know. You know. Of course. You know. We live in this age of instant access. So someone alerted the local press. They were turned away by school officials. Then parents came to pick up their children, and there was a, 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 an appropriate, apparently, amount of outrage. And um, I guess to be determined at some other point during a um, a school meeting of, about what to make of the um, evangelical assembly at Huntington Huntington High in West Virginia. What do you think? I'm surprised. Yeah. Well, you're surprised. Well, uh, well-meaning that someone thought we can have a, a, a mini revival, so to speak. 
but during school time at a public school. Yeah, one thing, though, that the AP story uh, didn't cover that um, I read it on ABC News that they did cover is that the assembly was supposed to be voluntary. Okay. So you, you had a free period. Well, they're saying they were told to yeah, go. Yeah, so you had, you had a free period, and you Study could, go, you could go if you wanted. But there were two teachers who made their students go oh. who did not say this is voluntary, said this is what we're doing. I see. There's a problem. And, and so it was either – it was a little unclear from the story whether the – Teachers misunderstood that they were that it was that it was a, a an optional uh, assembly, or whether they just were you know didn't want to have kids in two different places, and so they said you're all coming with me right. type of thing. But um, but this, a couple students who were there who were taken there by their teacher were objecting while it was going on, and they said, "Can we go back to our classroom?" And she said, "Well, the classroom's locked." So they kind of felt like they didn't have anywhere else I to see. go. Okay. I feel like it was. Uh, mismanaged right what do you think yeah from your description there i mean right from what's reported is often different than what happens in actuality and maybe it was the teachers themselves who are believers now of course we're you know just offering reasons why this would happen the teachers themselves were believers they wanted to attend so why shouldn't their students attend as well and or the students or the teachers were looking for a period by themselves exactly away from their kids they were like we're dumping you here so there's any number of scenarios that could have happened today. But what's interesting is a lot of the kids did choose to stay. A lot of the kids did choose to stay and gave positive feedback right. to, the, to the ABC News reporter who wrote the piece that I read. Um, a, there were also students that were there, did not feel like this was appropriate, had texted their parents and said, like, is this legal mm-hmm. that I have to right. be in this? Their parents said, of course, it's not. And then the Freedom From Religion organization got involved, made it into a big story, which is why we're talking about it. Um, the the guy who uh, was acting as evangelist, yeah. um, a young man, I think only 25 years old, um, familiar with the area. Um, he was known. He Local was like a, like a known quantity, yeah. um, and so it wasn't like it was you know some guy from. LA who came in and just was you no, know, deposited the, there. So it was somebody local. So I think that probably was a, I'm guessing was one of the reasons why the school felt like they could do it. They could allow that because right. it was a local guy. A local pastor or someone who's right. an evangelist, right? Uh, well, of course. I mean, you know, separation of church and state, that's well established here in this country. So, um, And it's a public school. Right. And so if you're going to do something like that, you can expect some backlash. Feathers have been ruffled. I mean, I think that having it as an optional... Uh, assembly is obviously the only way to go. Sure. And the fact that it wasn't, now you're never going to be able to have any assembly that mentions anything about faith ever right, again. Right, right. It's just, you kind of, you blew it the first time. So perhaps it just falls down to poor planning on the side of school administrators, staff, and faculty. Oh, yeah. Or maybe <laughs> right. maybe poor communication between those, the powers that be, so that, you know, everybody kind of understood what this was about. Right. And of course, nobody who is in a neighborhood school can imagine what it's like when a national press descends upon you all the things that you just didn't think were going to be that big of a deal are now completely magnified are dissected and people like you know us are talking about it so which begs the question in all your years in public school kindergarten through 12 say Mm -hmm. do you remember did you have any highlights of a school assembly any assembly that i even remember any assembly that you kind of go, I remember that because I have one particular that, I, okay. that I think about and I go, what was going on there? I, I mean, pepper rallies. Right. Like, I, I, like when I think of assemblies we had, 
I remember being in the room and I have no recollection no of what was happening there. <laughs> I do remember pep rallies. Yeah. I mean, in pep high school, that's, about, that's about all I can come up with. Oh, do you think they'd still do pep rallies? I think so. Right. Okay. Chrissy's saying shaking her head. Yeah. yeah. Christy, do you remember any any uh, school assembly that you know made an, an indelible mark on your upbringing? Um, the only thing that I absolutely remember was we had it was um, somebody that was in a Nazi Germany camp. Oh, and she came in like showed us our, her tattoo. And, a Holocaust survivor yeah. showed up. That's wow. fabulous. Yeah, that's amazing. That's the only one I can remember. Of course, that that's a pretty me, good one to remember. Yeah, that's a, a great one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, the only one I remember, I, I believe I was in junior high, like eighth grade, and um, a. A father and his two sons were on the stage. There was no, you know, scenery or anything like that. And the father spoke about the importance of physical fitness. While on either side of the father, the two sons, the entirety of, of the of the um, assembly, which was like probably I don't know, forty five minutes or so, they did one push up after another, like they had like the Guinness Book of World Record. They did thousands <gasps> of push ups. I mean, and all the guys were like, just sat there with your mouth agape, and you think, gee, I felt pretty good about doing 100 push-ups this morning. Meanwhile, these two guys, these brothers, who were like my age, you know, junior high school guys, 14 years old, crushing it. And Oh, that's impressive. Decades later, I still think about that's those impressive. guys. That's really good. Yeah. Well, you two remembered good assemblies. I, I came up I with, like, pep band. Yeah. Sorry. I used to do school assemblies as an actor. That would be a hard crowd. Oh, it's a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. I mean, we had uh, different assemblies. You know, I worked at City Theater, and so we had an elementary school style assembly, a junior high assembly, and then a senior high assembly as well. Different things. The, the, the little kids were a lot of fun because basically we would just run around and fall down, and so and everybody you know, would laugh. Yeah, that's it. We had a lot of fun. No, we had you know certain things, uh, you know, put together. Uh, Shakespeare's Swashbucklers is what it was, and it was us reenacting fight scenes with rapiers and daggers and broadswords and doing. Oh my gosh! Versions. I bet kids love that. Oh, it was blast! It was Fast and Furious. Yeah, Fast. We went to Western Penitentiary and did this assembly, where after the assembly was over, we forgot the rapiers and daggers and broadswords in the prison. <laughs> We got a phone call. We got home to, back to City Theater, and they were like, okay, you guys forgot your swords. And by the way, you're never invited back. <laughs> anyway. Oh, gosh. Hey, listen, it's National Pizza Day. Oh. Uh, find us on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or on Twitter, uh, Kathy uh, underscore Word FM, John underscore Word FM, and tell us where it is that you love. What, what's the best pizza in town? Best pizza. I could go for a slice right so now. So you mentioned Squirrel Hill. Yeah. I mentioned Allison Park. Christy mentioned West Liberty Avenue and Irwin, mm-hmm. and that that was just to begin. Yeah, Bloomfield, right? Green Tree, and don't forget Chef Boyardee. Forest Hills and Chef Boyardee should be erased Keep from the conversation. <laughs> okay, uh, next, Kath has been enjoying the Olympics. Meanwhile, our next guest, oppression and the Olympics. That's straight ahead here on the ride home. 101.5 WORD. Do you understand the power of the Holy Spirit? Pat Robertson's new book, The Power of the Holy Spirit in You, 
helps you gain a better understanding of the Holy Spirit and His powers in your life. Pat traces the path of the Holy Spirit through both the Old and New Testaments to show how the Holy Spirit is still actively at work today. Register to win the Word FM Book of the Month giveaway now at wordfm.com slash contests. My son is in the second grade at our local public school, and yet somehow he gets to attend a Bible class during his school day because of LifeWise Academy. We're seeing public school students from urban, rural, and suburban communities who have never heard the basic stories of how Jesus came to rescue us. Hey, Word FM listeners. I'm Joel Penton, founder of LifeWise Academy, and we bring Bible education to public school students during the school day. Believe it or not, in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students can actually be released from public school during school hours to receive religious instruction. However, almost no one knows it's possible. LifeWise Academy provides the structure and tools for local communities to put to work. This program is taking off nationwide and our kids' futures are being changed. Would you consider leading the charge to start a LifeWise in your neighborhood school? The first step is to voice your support at LifeWiseAcademy.org. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffitt forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. What is a neighbor? This is Greg Trzynski at the Original Mattress Factory. We believe a neighbor is more than just someone who lives nearby. A good neighbor treats you with honesty and respect and works with you to build a better community. At OMF, you can expect to be treated like a neighbor. We offer our locally made, hand-built mattresses and box springs at a factory direct value because we know you deserve the best. Visit an OMF location today to experience the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. The Olympics. I mean, for for years, right? It was like can't miss television. You wanted to tune in. This year, I have absolutely zero appetite for the Olympics. That breaks my heart. And I know that you're invested in the Olympics again, uh, but I don't believe. I believe that I am not alone. No, you're not alone because right? numbers are incredibly low. Yep. And I think we can probably guess why. What? Because of China. People are hacked off at China. Yeah. Chelsea Patterson Sobolek is with us. Chelsea serves as the policy director at the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. She wrote a really terrific piece that we picked up called Oppression and the Olympics. And Chelsea, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? Hey, 
Okay, thanks so much for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you. All right, Chelsea. So John and I have come at this from opposite perspectives. Um, so John is boycotting the Olympics. He's not watching it because he's hacked off at China. I'm hacked off at China too. But I'm the parent of a uh, a, a child who competed in athletics in college, and I just look at all of those athletes and think, you know what? They have parents who are thinking they've watched them, you know, lose their whole life or you know speed skate their whole life. They think this is their big chance, and now you know no one's going to watch. So where do you come down on it? It's a great question. And I I think, you know, people of good faith do disagree on where to come down on it. Um, It's important to note that the United States and a handful of other uh, nations around the world have diplomatically boycotted the Olympics. So that's not a full boycott of the Olympics. You know, we're not not sending our athletes. Our athletes are there competing, um, but they're not sending our dignitaries. So I think, you know, people of good faith do disagree. But I, I think what is important to note is that, you know, we should be using this time as an opportunity to discuss what's happening in China yeah. to Good. the weaker people, to Christians and other ethnic and religious minorities. Fabulous. Okay, so yeah. Chelsea, then tell us exactly what is happening in China we should be aware of about the oppression that's happening. Goodness, there is a lot, and we could spend hours talking about I this, bet. but the, the short of it is um, since 2017, the Communist Party in China has waged a systematic war against the Uyghur people. It's um, an ethnic uh, population in western China, a province called Xinjiang, and they have placed an estimated one to three million Uyghur people in internment camps, um, and there they are su- subjected to um, rape, uh, physical violence, psychological torture, um, and then once they um, are graduated, which is the, the CCP's term, from those internment camps. They are then uh, cycled into forced labor uh, camps. So they are um, waging the systematic war of oppression against the Uyghur people. The United States and many other nations have determined that what is happening to these people is, is a genocide. It meets the, the UN's definition of a genocide. Um, so these are... Um, you know, it's a genocide game. There's many people have, have talked about it. And again, people of good faith can, can agree and disagree on how to handle it. But it's important to realize that uh, that this is happening in China right now. Right. Okay. So what's interesting, Chelsea, is that, you know, as the Olympic torch is lit during the opening ceremonies, that the Chinese, oddly, weirdly, I, they were, you know, doing something that they wanted to, you know, invite the world in to see out, but while they were good people, that there was a, a Uyghur person who was part of the lighting of the, of the torch, right? Yes, and I will just say that is Chinese propaganda. They were trying to, to appear uh, better than they are on the world stage. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, just before you came on the air, in our first hour, we talked about Peng Shuai, the the doubles tennis star, who uh, you know asserted that she had been sexually abused by someone in um, the communist leadership. Uh, maybe I don't know how long ago this was. Maybe four or five months ago, then disappeared. Um, and then reappeared, had changed her story, was uh, flanked by government officials and uh, basically said, you know, well, I just, you know, I, I, just, I misspoke. This was blown out of proportion. Um, she gave her first sit down interview yesterday and said, you know, this has been mishandled by Western media. I don't know what people are talking about. Um, but the uh, Women's National or Women's International Tennis Association it says, look, we don't think that she's speaking on her own behalf. We feel like she's being coerced into making these commentaries. So, I mean, 
that story alone, even if you didn't get into what was going on with the Uyghur population, I mean, it does give you a sick feeling when you turn on the games. It absolutely does. And I think it's important for us in, in the United States to understand what Xi Jinping, the, the president of China, is trying to do. It, and that is wipe out any any dissenters from the Chinese Communist Party and anything or anyone that can make him look um, bad or paint him in a negative light. And so, I mean, they really are organized um, in China and they use uh, technology. Technology is a huge part of it to systematically oppress not only um, ethnic and religious minorities, which they certainly do, but also their own citizens. Um, you know, they have a facial recognition system uh, developed, and they're developing a social credit scoring system where if you uh, engage in what the CCP deems as less desirable behaviors, you'll be penalized and you won't be able to travel internationally or your children won't be able to attend certain schools or things like that. So it's really important to understand the holistic goal is to stamp out any any dissent um, in the country, and they will stop at nothing to do it. Right. And at the same time, Chelsea, I mean, here's me, you know, thinking, well, I just don't want to, I don't want to tune into the Olympics. You know, I just, I see what goes on in China. But at the same time, right next to me right now, uh, sits my iPhone. And, of course, you know, the, the iPhone assembled in China, uh, the labor force uh, certainly uh, is not uh, oftentimes uh, treated kindly. Many would say uh, slavery involved in, uh, in that. I mean, my bath mat that came this morning from yeah, Amazon, from China. Yeah. I mean, all these things. So, I mean, I, I'm picking and choosing my outrage. Right. No, I mean, I, that's a, a good point that people raise. I was talking to someone recently um, about forced labor, and she installed uh, this this extension when she went shopping online. It would flag products made with, with forced labor, and she said, I had to turn it off because every time I went to purchase something, really? it was flagged with, with weaker forced labor. And I think it's important to realize that, you know, yes, as individual citizens, we do have responsibility, but this is where government really has a role to play, and this is where you know, bills like the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act that was bipartisanly passed mm-hmm. and signed into law at the end of December. This is where government matters because they protect consumers. They protect our consciences from from engaging because, like you said, it's almost impossible to to ethically source everything that we are we have in our lives. And this is, you know, a, I would say a proper and good role of government to to counter those those evil and wicked practices. Hmm. Well, I just want to say that, um, Chelsea, I appreciate the deep dive you've done into this, uh, opening our eyes into it. I think you're right. I think people can come at it with different I mean, John and I are teasing each other because he's boycotting it, and <laughs> I watch it obsessively. Um, but I think depending on why you're doing it, it can be okay in either way, right? Um, and so, but the number one thing we have to be united on is the fact that, you know, we, ha- we have to stand up and say that this isn't okay. Though, Though, like you said, government has the role to play, which I very much appreciate because on the average person basis, it's it's very easy to feel helpless. Absolutely. And I so appreciate you guys highlighting, using your platform to highlight what is happening. I think this is the, the right way to handle it, to, to use your platform to say, you know, we might disagree on how to handle <laughs> watching the Olympics. And again, that's, that's fine. But, but what we are going to unite on is 
is that the world is not going to stand silently by while China perpetrates a genocide against, against its people. That's good. Chelsea Patterson Sobolik joins us from the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. We're talking about what's happening in your TV screen even right now, the Olympics that are happening in China, and China's continued oppression of its own citizens by the millions and millions. We have a voice. We should speak up. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from doing it right. Doing it right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Final Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum contractor and James Hardy preferred contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. You know, your mom always used to say, uh, listen, be careful about the company you keep, right? Because who you hang out with really defines in many ways who you are. Well, when you look at Grove City College, the community of students who call this place home, I believe, is really something special because Grovers care about and for each other. And there's more than 150 student organizations that will prove that every day. Also, You just got to look at the alumni, the Grover alumni. It's gigantic. And they care for each other decades after they've graduated from Grove City College. So if your child is looking for next year or in the near future, I'd recommend you look at Grove City College because the company you keep is really quite excellent. What about the company you keep, John, as far as the people who are teaching you or the people who are advising you? Or the people that are kind of helping you figure out yourself over four years. You know, that's, I think, probably just as important as your peers, right? Especially when you're between 18 and 22 and you're trying to figure out what life is about and how you can fit in and what your career path is like and what your gifting is. The faculty that are there to advise at Grove City College are truly outstanding. They're people with big minds and big hearts. And your child might end up a different person because of the mentorship they could have at a place like Grove City. Look at Grove City College, a classical campus one hour from Pittsburgh, gcc.edu. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. People been saying to your friend, get a different face, and posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. For tonight, we'll see cloudy skies with a couple of snow showers, maybe mixed in with rain early. We'll reach a low of 32. Tomorrow, considerable cloudiness and breezy with a couple of snow showers. Expect a high tomorrow of 36. For Friday, some sunshine, then increasing clouds. It'll be breezy Friday with a high of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. 
this make sense? Does what make sense? Wordle. Oh, yeah. 100%. So Wordle is this new phenomenon, I would say. Online word game. Yeah. Only one game per day. Yeah. You can only play it one time per day. And the story is that, you know, a guy created this word game by himself for his love because she loved word games and they started to play it. Then it spread to a community and then went further and further until people were just like, you know, and then the New York Times bought it for, you know, millions of dollars. It challenges your mind. I think it's hard. It is hard. Yeah. I've played it every day for, I don't know, a month or so, something like that. Oh, so you're a fan. I'm a fan. And so I think it totally makes sense. So then do you like all, do you like like Sudoku? No, I'm bad at that. My wife loves that. Yeah, I'm bad at she, that. She can I don't sit like, there with you, a little you know. Sudoku book and do it forever. No, no. But Wordle, I can't do Sudoku. No, me neither. Probably can't pronounce it. Right. Also, no. Just saying. Just want to be honest about it. So that. I say, yes, Wordle does make sense. Wordle makes sense. And you? Yeah, I'd say Wordle makes sense. What I don't like, though, is... All the people posting. Wordle boasting. Yeah. I mean, I think if if you get your Wordle, I think you should be able to boast about it. No, I mean, okay. Especially if you get it in three. And then it becomes a thing. Everyone's like, you know, thumping their chest. I've been... I've I've gone in six the last, like, week. Are you posting? Are you posting? No, I don't post about it. I did, but I'm not anymore because of people like you who are getting mad. I'm not mad. I'm just trying to be kind. (laughs) Does this make sense? Huh? Stickers on fruit. Oh, the little white things. What is the deal? I feel bad for the guy whose job it is to put stickers on every apple or every banana. What What is the deal with stickers on fruit? Why can't... Every, the price is there. You know... Well, it's to let you know, you know I think skew. what the variety is or what... You know, if an apple, it'll say like Pink Lady honey crisp. or Honey Crisp or whatever it is. Fuji. I don't get it. I mean, a kiwi, you know, everything's heard, got stickers on it. I, I heard they're edible. What, the stickers? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the last thing you want to put in no, your mouth. I, I'm just saying that I think they had to make them edible because people, it's a piece you know, you of paper with glue an on it. And you're not paying attention. It's paper I'm with glue. I'm not saying you should eat it. I'm saying it's a safety. Hey, people are going to come over tonight. You want a sticker? I don't think so. How about a sticker salad? No, you want a fruit salad. You don't want a sticker salad. No, the stickers, I don't think don't the make stickers any sense. do make sense. And it's a pain. Especially you try to get them off a of green pepper. Isn't that a pain? And then you feel about the like the sticker industry. You feel yeah. bad about those guys. You know, like the sticker, you like lobbying. You feel bad about everything. So you're saying it doesn't make sense? It doesn't make any sense at all. Okay. Wordle makes sense. Yeah, I like Wordle. Stickers on fruit. Forget it. Don't make sense. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe.
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Find them at the Pittsburgh Remodeling Expo at Heinz Field beginning February 11th. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. There are some decisions in life that just flat out determine whether the day will be good or bad. And one of those Mount Everest decisions for me is which ice cream to choose. How is a mere human able to walk into a tasty ice cream shop and choose from seven perfect options? It's Ryan. And the reality is deciding how to manage your mortgage is kind of similar. I had two radio listeners last month say, I've been wanting to know all the details of what a refinance or cash out refinance would look like for me, but I was embarrassed to ask and didn't want to feel pressured if I did. To which I say, We are a place that happily lets you taste test all the flavors. Guilt-free, no pressure, no judgment, and no follow-up unless you ask. It's very normal for us to provide what multiple refinance or cash-out options would exactly look like and then let you decide, or even just walk out completely after the taste test. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Okay, you go to a party. You don't know anybody in the room. And... You want to have a conversation. You want to have a good time. So you bring a, a few icebreaker questions, right? Icebreakers. Something that, you know, goes to the heart of a stranger quickly and you get a, a, at least some thread to who that personality might be. It's a good idea, don't you think? It's a great idea. Yeah, the icebreaker. All right. So we found a list of icebreakers that we've been, you know, sort of sharing back and forth. And so we'll just throw a few out and see, you know, where we stand on these things. What's your favorite place, you guys, of all the places you've ever visited? You can pick a city, you can pick a building, you can pick a whatever it is. Your favorite place of all the places you visited. Favorite place. Doesn't have to be the most famous, doesn't have to be fancy, doesn't have to be far away. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm going to, you know what I'm going to say? Uh, but you're going to say when you lived on the roof in Portugal. Oh, well, I didn't think about that. No, I would say my favorite well, – that was a pretty good place. <laughs> See, I thought – That was. was a pretty good place. Uh, I would say my favorite place, that you know, I, when I think about, like, a, I wish I was, I would go to the beach on Ocracoke. Oh, that's – yeah. That's where I want to be. North Carolina. Yeah. I just want to be there because it's not crowded. I even hate to say it out loud because, you know, I don't want you to show up. 
I, I don't. I just and he's not just looking at me. He's talking about all of you. I'm talking about everybody. So I don't want to say it because I, I don't want it to be like a thing. But that's where I want to go to the ocean. Okay. Pretty much, in, so, uh, my wife and I, or my kids and my wife and I, that'd be very good. Christy, I, I'm kind of with John on the beach thing. Yes, but I'm going to the other other coast, and I'm going to go to California. Oh, that'd be yeah. great. Fine, fine. Where? Um, I visited Northern California um, a few years ago. Yeah, how's that? It, it's just gorgeous Where? out there. Where? Were you San Francisco? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Yeah. But we we drove down like Highway 1 a little bit. Oh, and, oh my you know. gosh. How about those big rocks? Did you go with the big yep, rocks? Yeah, that's where yeah. we went, and that's why I would go there 100%. How do you swim, though, where like the big rocks are? Uh, I don't know. I don't think swimming is why you're there. No, I know. But you want to go to the beach. Don't you want to go in the water? Uh, I could live without the water. I just want to lay in the sun. Okay, I get that. So that's, beautiful. That's good, That's too. so beautiful. Yeah, very nice. Where are you headed? There's this little teeny tiny, and I mean small, really small town in Germany called Marburg. It's a college town, and it's um, it was like a war, like kind of. A, there's a name for it that I can't think of right now. It's like a, it was a war hospital during uh, World War II, mm-hmm. so it was never bombed, and so it has the original like medieval town square. Oh, that's so cool. So. Uh, I spent a couple days there, and it is just the most magical, sweet, ancient place. Mm, ancient. I mean, if you just feel so, you know the the um, the main square was built in like the 15th century. Wow, that's so cool, Marburg. 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 Yeah. So I, I think I'd go there. Very nice. Okay, uh, let me ask you a question. Um, if you could bring back. Any fashion trend, what would that be? If you could bring back any, I mean, it's not like, you know, while you were alive. It could be like, you know, medieval fashion trend. Wow. It could be, medieval what, fashion trend. Fashion, I like it. What would that be? You know, when you think about, uh, while you're thinking about this, I'll, I'll go. I'll okay. Just, I'll yeah, keep, yeah. I think that we as a society should bring back elephant bell bottoms. <laughs> Remember elephant bell bottoms? Yeah, I do. I mean, my sisters would rock elephant bell bottoms, and they were massive. They're gigantic. I mean, they're gigantic, and people look ridiculous in them. And I, I just think it's a funny, crazy look. That's you can't funny. take yourself too seriously if you're wearing elephant bell bottoms. No, you. And if you did, oh. you'd be such an idiot. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I loved the dresses from old Hollywood. Like 30s? Exactly. 30s or 40s. Deco, Ju- a, a simple line. Classic, uh-huh. beautiful colors, but the line of them mm-hmm. was just so elegant. Right. I, we just have lost that. And I, w- I would love to a bring simple, that back. Yeah, yeah. Simple right. elegance. If you're going to wear, okay, so if you're going to wear a dress like that, what kind of fabric are you going to well, wear? Well, something like chiffon, like something uh, that has a really nice drape to it, or maybe silk. Because mm-hmm. you can't really go wrong with silk, right? Right. Okay, now if, if that was the case, would you wear it often? I mean, you know, you, no, could, you could go where back. Would I, where, I don't know. Where am I, I mean, going to no, wear it? Here. Word FM? Here. Right here in the studio. Right now you're wearing a plaid shirt. <laughs> it's flannel. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty just, big leap. Just far from chiffon thirties as you yeah. Go. I don't. I don't see me having a place to wear that, especially since COVID. Nobody dresses up anywhere. Right. Well, if you could go out and put on your uh, uh, elephant bell bottoms, right? I, that would could rock it. that. Okay, Christy? Christy, where are you going? Um, and I think this might be coming coming back in styles like the nineties trends. You know, the bright colors. Oh yeah. my like gosh! The, yes, the, 
baggy shirts that have like tie dye and all yeah. that. I would do that. Mm-hmm. That's okay. a casual look. Yeah. It seems like for the post COVID world, that's what we need. That would be received well. No, wait. You're going to do tie dyes, like Jerry Garcia, like the Grateful Dead kind of thing. I don't know what that is, but I'll do tie dye all day. Tie dye all day. Okay. I have a niece who uh, has a tie dye business where she know. That's her big thing. She okay. sell them on Etsy and whatnot. Terrific. Very cool. Okay. All right. You All right. Another I have question? another one for you. Okay. What's your favorite dessert? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Are you? I know what yours is already. What? What is mine? Cheesecake. It is a hundred percent. Fine. And what kind in particular? Plain chocolate. Chocolate fruit. Uh, like fruit topping. Yeah. 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 Cherries. Okay. Cherries. You know, you just dump that whole can of cherries yeah. <laughs> cherry pie filling uh-huh, bring pretty, it that's right yeah mm-hmm. I, I, i'm pretty similar here i would choose to do either apple or it's gotta be homemade apple or cherry pie a la mode oh is the pie warm yes of is course. it is the, the pie yeah. is warm yes even it's a, but the ice cream's melting fast and that's not bothering doesn't matter no because it's all part of the mix okay mm, that's lovely mm-hmm. how about you i think i would go tiramisu oh that's very nice yeah, I, there's something about the mm-hmm. ladyfinger coffee combo mm-hmm. with like the mascarpone and the custard thing in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really something. Yeah, it's really something. And whatever piece I get, it's never big enough. Like I've never finished a piece of tiramisu and thought, okay, well, I'm done. Do you ever get seconds? No, because I'm too embarrassed to do that at a restaurant oh. and I've never made it myself. <laughs> All right. How about this? Would you rather meet your travel back in time would you rather go back in time to meet your ancestors okay or travel to the future to meet your descendants okay you want to see your Mm. great 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 grandfather or your great great grandkids well the how would that be cool to see your great great grandkids it really would it really would but what what if like what what if they're idiots and then you're like, I screwed oh, this, up. This is my spawn. Right. What I, I, like, what I brought this into the world. Great. What happened there? Great. No, well, what are they super I cool? I have some really interesting ancestors. So, you so go they back. certainly seem interesting to me. I think I, yeah, I would like, to, I would do that. Go back and see who would that be? Your great grandma, my great grandmother Kate, mm-hmm. who came over from Poland with her husband and her their five children, and then her husband left, and she didn't speak any English at all. And was there in New Ken with all of those kids trying to figure out what the heck to do. And so she opened up a bar and made moonshine. She made it work. She made it work. <laughs> What's her name? Wouldn't Kate. Yeah, Kate. Wouldn't you want to meet Kate? Of course I would. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, you know, that's an entrepreneur, isn't it? She is the original. Well, I think I, I'd be interested in going forward. I mean, I okay. love the idea of. Scary? Yeah, but you know. I would like to see my boys, boys, boys. And who are they? What are they doing? What's the world like then? And how are they navigating through that? That'd be so interesting. Mm-hmm. Who are you? And this, you know, and it, it goes back, way back. And I'm just a part of that piece of the puzzle that moves it forward and how people have changed. Because, you know, we look at our kids and you think, I see that in my kid. Right. So you're going to see that yeah, in your grandkid. Right, right. You're going to see that in your great-grandkid. I mean, right. God's amazing. Mm-hmm. That thread that follows through time. Mm-hmm. What's that look like? How does that work? So I, I like to move forward. Christy, how about you? Forward or back? I think I'm going to go back. Backwards. I've never really dug into my ancestry, so I think that would be fun to learn about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And how much of you is because 
of them. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. All right. I love that. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yep. Hold on. I have to get to the right page. What's your most used emoji? I don't use any emojis. I don't. I really. You know what? That, I don't. That's linked up to the Chef Boyardee. I don't. I, I don't use segment. emojis. What in the world? What am I How using do you a, not look, use I don't, emojis? I don't use emojis. You're, don't I you want to be happy? I'm very happy. You could be happy. What, I, I, what's the emoji like? The, what the little crying eyeball thing or the laughing thing? Or I mean, yes. I look at this and I go, okay. I, it doesn't really make any sense to me. I just go, it's really. I'm just communicating my thoughts and my feelings, and then I have like a little picture oh that sings alongside that. I mean, I get it, it's like a whole other language, but I'm not really interested in emojis. Christy, you and I are. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know your favorite emojis. Uh, I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. Really? My uh, first number one is the like rolling on the floor laughing emoji. Yes, right. Sure. That's, um, which is a great one. Yeah. And then like the monkey covering its eyes. Right. Um, uh, the facepalm emoji. Which is a good one. <laughs> and... Um, the hard eyes. Those are my those are my top okay, ones. Okay, those are good. And you also use the skull and crossbones often, which oh, I think yeah. to, to very good effect. Yes, dead. I think that's I'm a good dead. one. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I my my number one is the explosion. Oh, like the joy is like a you joy. You do use that a lot. I love the explosion. Yeah, I yeah, think that's yeah. very <laughs> right, funny. Right, 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 I think right. it's very funny. You make a good joke, you get an explosion. Okay, yeah. You do something good at work, you get an explosion. I like explosion. Right, right. I also like um, the girl who has her hand up like she's volunteering for something. <laughs> oh, I've seen you use that. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that that really yeah. makes me laugh. And I also like the what the girl shrugging. Like, like I don't know what's I don't, going on. I don't know how. I've seen f- yeah. all three of those from you. <laughs> Thank you. Many, many times. Thank right, you. We haven't emojis. seen anything from you. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do the emoji. I'm just I not going to. that. I'm not, just, uh, okay. Just, we have time for one more? Um, yeah. What is your favorite midnight snack? Okay. It's like, it's, it's literally midnight. Okay. And. You don't want to well, – yeah. I'll just leave it that. What's your yeah. favorite yeah, midnight yeah, yeah. snack? You oh, got yeah. one? Oh, you, you, sure like do. you have a go-to? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one word, John. Yeah. Toast. Toast? Mm-hmm. Toast? Toast. I love toast. Really? What do you What do you put on your toast? Uh, I would like to have it be the uh, rustic raisin bread from the Breadworks. Oh, that's pretty good. Which has golden and yeah. regular raisins. Mm-hmm. You toast it, you put butter on it, and you are home mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. Man, that is the best. Though if I had an – Pumpernickel, toasted with either raspberry or peach preserves. Okay. So it's midnight, and that's what you're going for. Happy for it. In the toaster, popping out nice and hot. You put some butter on there, you're good to go. Glad for it every time. Christy, how about you? Midnight snack. Oreos and milk. (gasps) Oh, they're very nice as well. I Mm. love Oreos. Double stuff or regular? Double stuffed, of course. Fabulous. So good. Mm -hmm. What about the mint ones? Oh, so all Oreos are good in my book. The thin thing is very nice. I like the thin. Me too. I'm a fan. Because more chewing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. I have a weird uh, – I haven't had this for a long time, but the other day it sort of came up. It was late at night, and we were watching a movie, and it was like – you know, it was close to midnight. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm going to have this. So um, I had a box of Triscuits, a jar of crunchy peanut butter, oh. and raspberry jelly. <gasps> and you with a knife? Yeah. The three of those things together. Triscuits, peanut <gasps> butter, and red raspberries. Oh, that's so good. Oh, my gosh. I, I, seriously, I'm going to eat about 20 of them. I mean, I'm like, I'm just going to town. And then, you know what? Surprise, surprise. I slept terribly. Well, yeah. Because I might eat all that sugar. Yeah, all the to- it's midnight. All, all the toast. Bah, bah, okay, bah. so are you putting them all? Are you Are you 
dressing each Triscuit and putting them all out on oh, the no. plate or I'm one building, at a time? Building as I one go, at, yeah. Okay. One Triscuit, one dab of peanut butter, one dab of jelly. Uh, that's, that's a nice little treat. Midnight snack heaven is what that is. Gosh, that's really, really, really Okay, good. it's a few icebreakers. you got to like get to it. know people, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's a good way to get to yep. know people. Should we take a break? Yeah. All right. Coming up next, um, the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday could be the hottest on record. What, they're going to play that in the studio right here? <laughs> yeah, that's where it's, it's happening. It's about 100 degrees in here right now. <laughs> This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. That dinner was delicious. What's next? Uh, I'm thinking just the check. Do you frequently have gas, bloating, diarrhea, stomach pain, or loose oily stools after eating? One or more of these symptoms could be a sign of exocrine pancreatic insufficiency or EPI. And it may be time to talk to your doctor. If you have EPI, Creon may be right for you. Creon, pancrelipase, is an oral prescription medication that treats EPI. Creon replaces enzymes you may be missing to help you break down food properly. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosis and colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Do not chew capsules or contents as this may cause mouth irritation. Tell your doctor if you have unusual or severe stomach pain, bloating, trouble passing stool, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, worsening of painful swollen joints, or allergic reactions. Other side effects may include changes in blood sugars, gas, dizziness, or sore throat and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Talk to your doctor about Creon, the number one prescribed EPI treatment, and visit gocreon.com. That's G-O-C-R-E-O-N.com. Or call 1-800-633-9110. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stack. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign, and we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Your life. Your hopes. And whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Okay, Super Bowl this weekend, right? Everybody knows it. Right. 
It may be the hottest Super Bowl ever. That's not good. It's not good for the game. Right, okay, Football shouldn't be played in hot weather. 55 right? previous Super Bowls, with the first being played at the L.A. Coliseum in 1967. 20 of the games have been played in domes with the remainders outdoors. Super Bowl Seven, which also took place in Los Angeles, now ranks as the hottest Super Bowl on record on that day, January the 14th, 1973. Temperatures soared to 84 degrees. Wow by kickoff. Now, here's the deal. For the first time ever, there is a a heat advisory in Los Angeles County. They're saying that um, normally this time of year, temperatures are in the 60s, but they could be 20 to 25 degrees above normal as mercury may approach the 90 degree mark for Super Bowl Sunday in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. In that brand new, have you seen SoFi Stadium? Yeah. It is enormous it's essentially though a somewhat domed stadium although yeah, it's it not open? air conditioned okay but is, isn't it o- it's open is it o- i thought it was open. but they okay. have an ability to somehow close a portion of it but it, they'll circulate air but not air conditioned air oh that can't be good no so what's that going to do i don't that's bad who wants to right? play football when it's 90 degrees and that's like preseason. it takes place at 3 30 in the afternoon oh, pacific right, time of course so it's high sun yeah. Oh, that's a shame. So everybody will be home with good. their heaters on, their furnace on here in Pittsburgh right. and feeling right. good about themselves. What about snacks? Have you thought ahead? No, not really. Uh, you... I think it's about time that you should make a plan. I... What? You're resistant? Well, uh, to be honest, I'm not going to gather with anyone. I'm well, that doesn't have... mean you can't have snacks. I know, but so it's a last minute kind of thing for me like the, like the Saturday on Saturday I'm going to think okay what, what do I want for the meal you know what's well, so bringing it up on Wednesday silly well are you going to have like a party you're going to have a gathering okay I don't have anything in my house I mean what's, right? the, what's, we can what's all on ga- the hot we can, plate we can all gather around the hot plate you can all gather in my apartment in, in the, the basement. basement in the basement there we go that's pathetic go. I don't want to see anybody you've got a hot plate and you're living in the basement <laughs> how sad is this <laughs> It's really sad, you guys. This is a tragic group here on the ride home. Christy, have you thought of what you're going to have? Are Uh, you going to have a party? Probably not a party, but you know. A gathering? Yeah, maybe. Maybe find some, find a gathering. Find a gathering. Right. (laughs) Knock on your neighbor's door. Invite myself to one. Hey, you got any checks mixed? Can I come in? Do you have anything better than an Instapot? Right. I mean, you know, there's buffalo chicken dip. That's always a go-to. Or guac, homemade guac. Mm. Homemade guac's always good. Mm-hmm. What, do you have something on your menu? Well, no, but I feel like I need to start making a plan. It's Wednesday. I don't have any appliances. It's too early. It's way too early. I I'm feel not... like I need to come up with something that's going. Because if you don't focus on it, it's going to be Sunday, and I'm going to have, like, you know, I'm going to have some applesauce from the refrigerator well you don't have any kitchen so plus your husband's a vegetarian you can't do wings right you're not gonna do wings oh here we go this is, is this is john who's like the Debbie go-to. downer for everything no, you could uh, do wings in the air fryer for you i could do wings was it in like the air five fryer. is that five wings in the air fryer no like, you could you can get my some, air fryer is pretty big yeah, is you can it? get some good ones in how there. many a dozen I got, well listen i got three whole sweet potatoes cut up in my air fryer oh that's pretty big three well, that, that's what you're doing for the super bowl party well, listen. Sweet potatoes. Well, it's not for Eric. Li- yeah, exactly. <laughs> listen, I have sweet potatoes in the air fryer are the total bomb. Really? All right. I'm have you dozen. tried that, Christy? No. I'm oh not a big gosh. sweet potato fan. Oh, I like my a sweet gosh. potato. But it doesn't sound like a Super Bowl meal. Hey, uh, that's having sweet potatoes. Well, that's what I mean. Bowl. So I, that's why I need to come up with a plan. How about a pizza? It's National Pizza Day. Yeah, but it's not going to be National Pizza Day Sunday. Who cares? Every day is National yeah, Pizza Day. Yeah, that's a good day. point. Who cares about right? that? What about nachos? 
You had oh. those delicious oh. nachos mm. at was that Christmas? No, just a couple weeks ago. No, uh, just a couple weeks new, ago. It was new for New Year's. I don't know when it was. It was for Not New that, Year's. I mean nachos. I mean, but then I'm but putting beef that, on the nachos. I need that olive stuff. Oh right, that's what I need. You got to go to Costco. So chips. Melted cheese. I'm going to go to Costco this week. Could you get that uh, all yeah, stuff I will, for me? I promise you. Yeah, because yeah. I really, I really want that. If, okay. if you bring that to me, that's what okay. I'll have on Super Bowl Sunday. All right. I'll do the nacho thing with okay. the olive thing. All right, I'll do that. The nacho thing with the olive thing is a lot yeah, of that things. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's time to start to make the plan. Okay, yeah. so thanks for that heads up. Yeah, right? thank you. That's, I haven't really thought. You know what's on the menu? Help. Circus peanuts. Bring it on. Nothing says Super Bowl like circus peanuts. Oh or how about some coconut marshmallows? I mean, holy smokes, we're living big there. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.